three, two, one. <laughs> what? Reversal of fortune. That's why I tell my friends everything happens for Seriously, a Seriously, you had one job. I, just, I, I can't with Jesus. some of these people. I just, Put down your goddamn cell phone. I don't think my dad even knows how to use a computer. Uh, uh, would you rather? All right, trust me, take no, my advice. No, but seriously, that legit happened. Hey guys, welcome to Nervous Habits. The rumors are true. You heard correctly. I have a very special episode in store for all of you where I'm joined by world-renowned artist and rapper Harry Mack. And we explore how a world-talented freestyle rap artist stays motivated while honing his craft. All about the flow state. Why during the extreme intensity of flow, your body might literally feel like it's disappearing from your consciousness. The 1% rule. How to get 1% better every day for one year. And later, you've seen him live with Kendrick Lamar and Joey Badass. Now he's doing it on Nervous Habits. It's Harry Mack rapping about growing up in the 1990s. You do not want to miss this episode. All that and a whole lot more on another episode of... Nervous Habits. Hey guys, I hope everyone is doing great. I hope this, you know, I hope this finds you well. Um... (laughs) Uh, I hope that this, <laughs> I hope that you're all healthy and safe and in, and in good spirits. And if you're feeling down, maybe this episode will will cheer you up, will make you laugh, make you smile a little bit. Um, I'm not going to do a whole lot of talking before this conversation because you guys are in for a real treat. I have with me multi talented artist and rapper Harry Mack. Um, Harry is best known for his uh, jaw dropping visual freestyle rapping. Uh, He first came to fame and I actually first discovered him, so to speak, when his Venice freestyle, Venice Beach, not Venice, Italy, Venice Beach, California, freestyle rap went viral. Um, And stop what you're doing if you haven't seen it. Look it up right now. It's it's got millions of views on YouTube. This dude literally just stood on the beach for hours. I I don't, you know, I'll I'll ask him how long it was, but for hours, just freestyling, never took a breath, never took a sip for water, rapping about every single person around him who came to see him. I've been following this guy ever since for the last few years. I've never once heard him stumble or hesitate or stutter or lose his place. This guy's mind is like is like nothing I I've ever seen. It just it it moves so quickly and and he's just he's got the perfect sync between his mental acuity and his ability to translate that into words at an extremely uh fast pace. He is as the kids say, the truth. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can say that cuz I'm I'm close to 30, but you might have also seen Harry, if you go down the Harry Mack rabbit hole on YouTube, you might have seen him perform alongside Kendrick Lamar, Joey Badass, on Ellen DeGeneres with Complex Music and Red Bull Music. Most recently, his new self-produced YouTube series, Gorilla Bars, yo, check out the bars on that monkey, has already amassed 3.5 million views, and with 11 episodes released between September 2019 to present day, Harry has surprised, impacted, and entertained millions of people, including me, leaving them with something unique that they can't wait to share with others. And that's what I'm doing with you guys right now. I'm, I'm you know, sharing sharing the 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 talents of this guy. And um, uh, obviously, I can't even contain contain my excitement, as you've noticed. This is a big podcast for me for for so many reasons. Uh, those of you who hoped to never see my face during this series. I hate to inform you, but for the first time, I'm going to be putting out a video of this interview uh, because we'll be working with with some visual stuff, particularly towards the end when Harry does a freestyle. So you can find that on YouTube, search Nervous Habits Podcast, um, and the Harry Mack interview will come up on there. Those of you who prefer to stick to the the audio form, um, this is going to be on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google per usual. The podcast name is only fitting you guys because I'm nervous as shit to talk to this guy who uh, inspired my best friend and I to sort of develop this this freestyle rap hobby that we have where, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you have a couple drinks, you start spitting, <laughs> spitting verses, at least the amateurs. But uh, anyways, without further ado, uh, my conversation with Harry Mack. Hope you guys enjoy this. Harry Mack, how's it going, man? Welcome to Nervous Habits. Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me. First things first, how are you holding up with all this coronavirus stuff? I, I'm sure, you know, your fans are concerned about you, bro. Oh, yeah, man. I'm okay. I'm okay. We're good over here. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy, no doubt about it. But um, luckily for me, uh, you know, I had kind of a lot of infrastructure built out 
on the internet as far as like me doing live streams and stuff like that. So I'm still able to stay active and, and stay productive and uh, yeah, I'm getting through it. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I've, I've been checking out those streams. It's, it's pretty miraculous. Some of the stuff, the other day I saw someone try to, to troll you, you know, put like a giant dick in the chat and you just, <laughs> yeah. you, you just, you just rolled with it. That was, Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'll be honest, man. I, I've seen, you know, dozens of videos of you performing, you know, on Ellen, obviously, Joey Badass, Kendrick Lamar, but I haven't seen you do like a sit down conversation. I don't know if, if you do too many of those. Oh, like what we're doing right here? Yeah, man. I've done, I've done, I've been getting into doing them. I've done a few podcasts, especially since, um, you know, since this Corona stuff happened, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on more people's radars. So, yeah, uh, yeah but I, I love talking about freestyling and, and creativity in general. So I'm excited to do this, man. Dude, yeah, I got, I got a feeling you got a lot to say. Um, and watching you from the outside perform some of the freestyles is just like nothing you, I've ever seen before. And part of what I want to talk to you about is what's going on up here when you're performing, um, you know, externally. But before we get there, I yeah. want to take a couple minutes to learn, you know, how you went from Harry McKenzie of Los Angeles to the freestyle rap wonder of Venice Beach, Harry Mack. Sound good to you? Yes. Yeah, absolutely, man. So elementary school, Harry, think back, you know, you were five, six years old. You right. must have been killing those rhyming families in first grade, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I've always had a knack for words, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, five or six, nah, that, that age, because that's like kindergarten, right? Yeah. So I was still writing like A a bunch of times on a piece of paper. You know, I was, I was still, uh, I was dealing with the alphabet at that phase. Okay, and what kind of kid, <laughs> what kind of kid were you growing up? Were you a troublemaker? You know, you, did you uh, play by the rules? I pretty much played by the rules. I was afraid of getting in trouble, you know, so I wasn't really uh, like a rambunctious kid like that. But I, I was really social and I talked a lot. So I would like sometimes get in trouble just because I would be like talking to my neighbors during class. But, um, but I wasn't like throwing paper airplanes or doing pranks or anything like that. You know, I was generally afraid of getting in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine too many like five, six-year-olds are pyros or, you know, they're, they're experimenting with drugs or anything like that. But what about right. when, you, when you got to like middle school, high school, Harry? Did you, you know, were you sort, sort of like a jock? Did you have an emo phase? Did you hang out with like the music kids? Yeah, I was basically just a music nerd, man. I was, um, you know, I was super into um, music. I'm a drummer. That's my background. So um, my first instrument was the violin and then when I was seven, and then I started playing the drums when I was 10. So by the time I got to middle school, like I was in jazz band playing drums and I was just really, really obsessed with music. And at the same time, I was discovering how much I loved hip hop music um, and really diving in on that. So I was kind of like in these two worlds where on the one hand, I was like a band nerd playing the drums and really into that. And then on the other hand, I was like hanging with other cool kids who were like really into rap and hip hop yeah. music. And so I was kind of like bouncing between those two worlds, you know, you got that Hannah Montana lifestyle, brother. You got like the two, the two identities. That's it, man. That's uh, it's, right. It's so funny. So like, I, I'm not a musician, um, clearly, but you know, I feel like all the most talented guys were drummers or are drummers and just hear, hearing your rhythm, man, it's not surprising to me at all that you started out in, you know, doing drums. Word. Yeah, man. I mean, that's um, a huge part of my sound and my style. You know, I mean, to me, a freestyle is like a drum solo with words. So uh, all the rhythmic information that I learned as a drummer, I'm basically just applying it directly to my rapping. Yeah. Was there a moment like, um, like think back, Harry, can you yeah. think of the first freestyle rap that you did? Were you in the shower? Were you riding the bus? Can you remember what the first one was? Uh, well, I remember the first, yeah, I mean, I, I remember the first time that I lyrically improvised, but I don't know if it was a freestyle because I think there was like melody to it, but I was like in third grade and, um, my mom one day was like, you got to see this guy on this show. It's amazing what he does. And, um, I was like, okay, you know, it's in third grade. <laughs> and it turns out she was talking about Wayne Brady on whose line is it anyway? Good and show. so... Yeah. And so even though I was still in third grade and like, I guess the show was technically like more of an adult show, you know, it, um, it, I was like too young for it. Right. Um, she was like, no, nah, you, you got to check this guy out. Like, I think you're going to you're going to trip out because I was already really into music, you know, um, yeah. even back then. So I watched it and I was just like, you know, he did his thing where he brings somebody out of the audience and learns a few tidbits about them, what they do for, for work, where they come from, et cetera. And then he'll just create a song spur of the moment about them singing. Yeah. 
And uh, I was like, yo, that's impossible. You know, like, what's the magic trick? Like, how, okay, so, like, they plan this out ahead of time, or that person's a plant. You know, even as a third grader, I was just like, there's no way that that is possible, to be that coherent um, off the top of your head and make something that sounds like a real structured song. And my mom was like, no, he's just that incredible at, mm. at improvising. And so my little brain, like, exploded, and I was like, I got to, like, check this out. I got to try to figure out how to do that. And so I got really into it, and I would just be, like, you know, running around the house making up little songs. And my mom would encourage it. She'd be, like, we'd be driving to the beach, and she'd be like, do a song about driving to the beach, you know. And so those were my first freestyles was me just, like, trying to do what Wayne Brady was doing on Whose Line back as a third grader. Dude, that's amazing to hear that your parents encouraged you. Like, like yeah. when you actually became a freestyle rapper, when you called your mom up, you said, "Mom, listen, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I know I'm at USC to do uh, drumming or whatever. I'm doing right. freestyle rap." Were your folks still encouraging you, or are they like, oh, "I don't know, man, maybe you should stick to drumming"? Um, it was it was somewhere in the middle, you know, like generally speaking, they've always supported my creative endeavors. You know, they've always just been like, go for it, go do it. But yeah, when I first started saying things like, yeah, you know, I'm really like leaning into the hip hop side of it more. Um, I think there were a little, you know, they were just unsure what that looked like or what that even meant or, or if it was possible and how it would be possible for me to make that a stable career, which is funny in hindsight, because, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually much more successful now as a freestyle rapper than I was ever able to be as a jazz drummer hustling mm. for, for bar and restaurant gigs, you know. But um, I can understand, like, as parents, you know, who, I mean, like, my parents don't listen to hip-hop. You know, they, that, that was always something that I did with my friends. You know, I didn't get that from my parents, obviously. So, um, so you know, they, there's always a little bit of skepticism, I think, of, like, you know, we, we just straight up just, like, they don't understand it. You know, yeah, it'd be like, it's similar to like a kid being like, oh yeah, you know, you go to Thanksgiving dinner and your uncle is like, well, what are you doing these days, Jenny? And she's like, oh, I, I run the social media accounts for this new like startup in the tech world. And it's like, you run yeah. the what media? Yeah, what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's just like the older generation has no idea what this thing is that the, that, the, that the younger person is pursuing. So they're a little skeptical. But now you know, that I've had a little bit of success doing this. My parents are 100% on board. Dude, I'm so happy to hear that. And, and you mentioned that, you know, you've had more success with freestyle than you ever did with another form of music. Was right. there one day, Harry, or one moment when you realized, mm. damn, I'm really good at this? Or, you know, this could be my career rather than just a hobby? Yeah, there was one moment, actually. Yeah, so I've been freestyling, like I said, since I was a little kid. And, you know, have my groups in high school, groups in college, doing it all the time, loving it, loving it. And, um, but you know, I think I sort of fell into the uh, sort of like societal trap of feeling like, well, I got my degree in this one thing, which is yeah. jazz drumming. That's what the piece of paper says I do. And that's what we like took out all these loans <laughs> for me to do. So I guess that's what I ought to be doing. And, um, you know, so I wasn't really pursuing the freestyling thing in any sort of professional capacity. It was just something that I was doing all the time because I loved it. Um, and then what happened was my friend from the jazz world, um, his name is Jacob Mann, and he's an incredible jazz piano player and composer here in L.A. We went to USC together. He hit me up one day and was like, hey, man, I'm coming out with my jazz album. I want to do some, like, creative promo so that people know about the project. So what I did was I remixed one of my jazz songs, made it into a hip-hop beat, and I would love for you to freestyle over my beat to help me promote my album. Yo, that sounds really dope, man. I kind of want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's on YouTube. It's, my, it's the first ever Harry Mack YouTube video. Not on my channel. It's on his channel. But it's called Bounce House. Okay. And um, what it is is it's me um, driving down Sunset Boulevard in his car because my car didn't have an aux cord. S still have the same car. Still doesn't <laughs> have an aux cord. Um, and yeah. so I drove his car. And uh, we just did one take. Well, we did one and a half. There was a false start because he played the wrong version of the beat. So there was a false start, and then he was like, oh, my bad. Then he played the correct beat. We did one take. He filmed me on his iPhone, and I'm driving down Sunset, just wrapped, pointing out the window, freestyling about these things that are occurring outside the car, like businesses were passing, whatever. And he's following me on his iPhone. And there was this one moment um, where there was this cyclist, you know, somebody on their bike ahead of us, and they were in our lane, so I had to slow way down. Yeah. But there was a bike lane that they could have been in. So I had this line where I said, yo, he doesn't use his left or his right brain. Rises oh, right here when he could be shit. in the bike lane. Oh, and, uh, damn. Yeah, so I called him out in the freestyle 
you know, for not being in the bike lane. And that turned out to be an extremely significant line. So anyway, just hold that in your head. Sorry, it's a long, it's a roundabout story, but I'm wrapping it up here. So what ended up happening was I did this favor for my friend Jacob Mann. We did the freestyle. It took all of 20 minutes. You know, I forgot about it. We got lunch afterwards. About a week later, I fall asleep for a nap, wake up from a nap, come outside. My roommate at the time goes, bro, you're going viral right now. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you know, she goes, well, you're, you're upvoted to number one on Reddit videos, this video of you freestyling. Damn. And I was like, what's that? You know, because I was not an internet person. This was in December 2016. Okay, but Reddit's the front page of the internet. You should know that. I should know that. But yeah. I, I mean, I knew I'd heard of Reddit, but I didn't know like about subreddits or Reddit videos right, or right, upvotes. Right. Like I really didn't know anything about it. Okay. And so um, she pulled it up and showed me. She was like, yeah, this is your video. Like it's more popular at this moment than any other thing on this Reddit videos page. And I was like, oh my God. And I went over to YouTube and started looking at it and I would just refresh it and it would go up by like a few hundred every time I refreshed it. And I had never experienced anything like that of, of like going low key viral. And it didn't go crazy. I mean, in terms of virality on the internet, but it got a hundred thousand views overnight. And then okay. it disappeared off of Reddit videos, you know, um, and, and that was its moment. So in its little 15 minutes of fame, it, it got a hundred thousand views. And I, I just, I looked at that and that's when I said, damn, this is where I should be putting my energy because I knew that my friends and supporters always told me like, yo, you're super dope at freestyling. You should do something with that. And I would always just be like, yeah, 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 whatever, you know, it's cool. But I didn't think it was that special. And then all of a sudden these hundred thousand people from outside of my community who don't know me were basically affirming that like, yo, this is something unique. And so just to wrap it up, the, uh, the whole thing was everybody on Reddit said we staged it. They couldn't believe that it was a freestyle. Mm. But the bike lane line seemed to stand out and prove that it was actual improv. You, you can't predict that. That guy's going to be not in the bike lane right in front of you guys. It's Exactly. And on top of that, Jacob busted out laughing when I said that, which uh, it's very hard to fake that. You know, yeah. you can tell if it's an organic reaction. And so people were like, nah, like you can tell the cameraman didn't know that was going to happen. And then the conversation was like, maybe he planned everything except that. It was this whole thing. These conspiracy where... theorists on Reddit, man, they drive me crazy. Oh, dude, you're telling me. <laughs> but yeah, that was the moment back in December 2016. That's when I said, I got to I gotta put more energy into this. If this is the response from just 20 minutes, just me messing around with my friend, filming it on a phone, um, why am I not pushing harder at this to see what I can build? Yeah, and I mean, so, okay, so almost four years ago, you're making the decision, follow your passion, do freestyle full-time. Were you concerned about the viability of it as a, a career in the long run? Because as you said, you have a piece of paper from USC, you have loans, you're thinking, how am I going to make money off this? Was that in the back of your mind? Uh, not really, because I, I was just like, it probably should have been, but... Um... Uh, here's the thing. I went to school for a degree that isn't going to make you money either. I mean, it's not like jazz drummers are making money. You know, I didn't go to school for engineering. I didn't go to law school. You know, I, I was already like comfortable with the fact that I wasn't on a typical trajectory to like be financially stable. So I was used to just piecing things together, scraping together my income from little gigs here, teaching drum lessons there, whatever you can do to get the rent together. You know, that was already my mode. Um, so when I just saw the reaction to it, I was like, okay, there's more, you know, there's more energy here surrounding this part of my creativity than there is surrounding my jazz drumming. So like, mm. it, you know, um, I wasn't really worried about like, how will this work out financially? Um, and I was in my, you know, I, I just turned 30. So I, then I was like, you know, 26 or something or so I just wasn't really, uh, I wasn't thinking like that, you know? Yeah, man. And when was this? So, so like, a you know, let's make a little timeline. So this yeah. was before the Venice Beach video really exploded. Yeah. yeah, this was before the Venice Beach video existed. This was the first ever Harry Mack hits YouTube. Okay, December 2016. And then yeah. every, everyone that follows you that's seen you way before, you know, any, any stuff with Ellen, you did the freestyle in Venice Beach, and then that got millions of views. So when was that? That was in February 2017. Okay. So what happened was after this bounce house video, I was like, 
um, let me try to do this. And so I got back with Jacob Mann because he had already had some success on YouTube. He does comedy stuff as well, like music comedy. It's great. He's brilliant. Um, so I got with him and I was like, yo, man, I don't know anything about this. What do you think I should do? Right. And, uh, you know, he was like, yeah, man, um, I just think just make a YouTube channel and, and start making your own stuff. And, you know, you don't need me. Just start building your community and keep doing what you're doing. And I think it'll pop off. So that's what I did. I made a YouTube channel and I told myself I'm going to do one video a week. Mm. And I set that deadline. Um, and I was like, you know what, even if it gets to the end of the week, close to the deadline and I have nothing, I'll just freestyle at my phone. You know, I'll do something, mm -hmm. um, every week. And I stuck to that. And, uh, we did a video every week until we got to, um, February, 2017. Um, so just a couple months later, month and a half later or so. And we had the, the first Venice beach video, which is the first video I ever had that like truly went viral. Mm, I, so, so I think Facebook picked that up. If, if you remember, cause I was, yeah. I was in New York, this was a couple of years ago. I think there's a Facebook page called now this or something. I think someone yeah. shared it on Facebook, then it exploded. Um, I want to know though, how many hours were you standing out there, you know, spitting those verses? Cause I, I saw, I've seen clips and clips of that. It just seems like you're there all day. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we were there all day. We were there for probably like six or seven hours. Um, wow. and we filmed a ton of freestyles and, you know, excuse me, we got rejected a lot. Um, store owners coming out being like, get out of here, you know, don't yeah. film here, all, all that type of stuff. Um, but luckily Venice beach has this culture where like, if you're going to be able to get away with it anywhere, it's going to be there. You know, um, it's yeah. loose enough and crazy enough and there's enough street performances and there's enough insanity always going on all the time at Venice Beach that, um, you know, you don't really need permits to film. You can just kind of, you can do what we ended up doing. Yeah. So it worked out. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm going to go back to Venice Beach later, but, yeah. but what, one more thing I want to ask you, man, how do you not breathe? Do you breathe through your ears? Because if you watch this guy spit uh, freestyle, it's literally like, like, like you'll, you'll talk probably for about 90 seconds Without yeah. taking a breath. I mean, is that like a, some sort of strategy? Uh, no, it just, it, it came about organically because I had so many words that I wanted to say in such a short period of time. It was like, I didn't really have time to breathe. Yeah. But, um, Shit. Yeah. No, I don't have gills or anything like that. I, I don't know how to circular breathe. Um, it's actually problematic. I have had problems where I'll like lose my voice and stuff, you know. So more recently, um, in the last year or two, I've had to actually, um, I took a couple vocal lessons and I've okay. had to actually like start learning about breathing techniques um, so that I'm not just out there screaming without breathing for an hour and destroying my vocal cords. <laughs> have you ever tried to hold your breath underwater? I'm curious if you're one of those, those guys, like that guy, uh, David Blaine or something, who held his breath yeah. for like seven minutes. You can right. do something like that. Yeah, that would be dope. Well, the, it's funny you mention <laughs> him because I'm very much uh, compared to him frequently uh the david blaine of freestyle see i didn't even know that man and it's just yeah. it's, it's organic um so i do want to like pick your brain a little bit because yeah. you, you got a lot going on going on inside of here and i want people yeah. to to like get a glimpse into your psyche so are no. you are you familiar with the psychological concept of flow and it's not like yo check out harry max flow it's like like the flow state like flow state. Yeah, I am. I am familiar. Yeah. Okay. Cause I think this is, this theory is the perfect encapsulation of your work as a freestyle rap artist. So I want right. to chat with you about that and see if this fits your headspace. All right. Dope. Let's do it. So it was conceptualized by this guy. His name is Mihao Chiksai Mihao. He had, you know, these academics have like nine syllable names <laughs> and he, he discovered that in the flow state, when someone is, is, you know, thinking this way, doing creative activities, you don't actually feel the passage of time, Harry. It's like, it goes beyond being in the zone. One musician right. said it's like an ecstatic state to such a point that you feel as though you don't exist. Your hand right. seems devoid of itself and you just sit there watching in a state of awe and wonderment and the music flows out of itself. So have you experienced this flow state either while performing freestyle or in the process of preparing and writing music more generally? Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I have experienced it. I always strive to experience it. Um, but ironically, if you try to experience it, I think that makes it impossible to experience it. It's more about not trying at all. Um, but yeah, all the time. I enter, like, you enter into a state um, when you're freestyling where it's just um, – everything is moving uh, exactly how it needs to move for mm. the lines to land exactly when they need to land without um, me really like getting in the way. And it, it feels sort of like it's more about me just getting out of the way and letting the freestyle happen at that point. Wow. Are you, are you a neuroscience guy, Harry? Because you sound like uh, you know what you're talking about. 
Well, I've thought about flow state a lot, you know. I teach lessons in freestyle, so I've really, okay. like, sat back and thought, like, yeah, what is going on when I do this? Um, and I think it's not always that I'm in a flow state, but every time you freestyle, um, it's mandatory that you be non-judgmental, okay. right, of your own self. So if you can't get past that, you know, if you can't mute the voices of criticism that are saying, was that good? You know, could, that, could this be better? Mm. Should you really say that? If you're not able to mute those voices, you'll never be able to freestyle. So um, I love that part about freestyle where it forces me into a non-judgmental state. And there's only one thing to be said at every moment. And it's the obvious thing that's already coming out of my mouth. Do you know yep. what I mean? Dude, so it's all forward-looking. Once the exactly. word leaves your mouth, you don't, you don't think about it. It's said, move on. Um, exactly. And I, I actually do have a little bit of a neuro background, so let me, let me sort of talk through what's going on because yeah. there is, there's truth to what you just said. So, Harry, our nervous system, it turns out, is only capable of processing 110 bits of information per second. And in, wow. order, in order for you to hear me and understand what I'm saying right now, you need to process about 60 bits per second. So okay. that's why you can never understand more than two people talking to you at once. And so when you're involved in a freestyle, Harry, you don't yeah. actually have enough, in, inform, uh, you, you don't have enough attention to monitor how your body's feeling. You can't feel if you're hungry. You can't wow. feel if you're tired. Your body sort of, like you just described, disappears from consciousness. So right. have, you, have you felt before maybe you're freestyling for hours and then you realize, well, shit, I haven't actually eaten anything all day. Yes. Yes. 100%. What you just described, uh, it makes so much sense to me, man. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, maybe, okay, so, 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 so let's say you're performing the flow state, in the flow yeah. state. Um, you're freestyling to people in line. You mentioned it's sort of like unconscious. It's just happening on its own. Yeah. Is, there, is there any sort of thought process going on? Or, or, or do you really just feel like, like it's, it's so organic that you're, you're stepping aside and letting it happen naturally? Um. It's more the latter. It's more that I'm, I'm, at least I'm trying to step aside and just let it happen naturally. But, um, you know, there's a little bit of a thought process when I'm doing, like, you're talking about, like, the seven-minute continuous freestyle in the line, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. so I'm just, I'm rapping about people who are waiting in line to get into some event. I don't even know what they were waiting for. <laughs> but um, the, the interesting thing is when I'm doing those videos, they're part of my Gorilla Bars series, which is me freestyling in public for strangers. It's, ama um, it's amazing, amazing. Ch ch check that out on YouTube and Twitch. We'll, we'll provide all the info later in the episode. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, that does have an added component of social awareness. Um, so I can't just go out and start rapping at everyone um, regardless of the energy they're giving back to me. So sometimes, like in the line, there were some people who clearly did not want to participate in what was happening. Yeah. And I have to save a little bit of mental CPU, so to speak. Um, I have to reserve a little bit of my brain energy to be able to assess that so that I cannot, like, really piss anybody off and, like, keep the vibe cool, you know? Um, so there's, that's happening all the time, this so, sort of, like, social reading of the vibe and like being like okay this person is not down just skip over them you know don't rap about them that's just going to aggravate them <laughs> meanwhile this person over here is nodding their head and looking over to me let me go over there and see if i can build on that energy you know yeah i mean dude your eq is off the charts but what i've also noticed about you is you can you can you can sort of like change people's minds. You can swing the pendulum. Like there was this one guy, um, you said something about his Boston hat. He walked yeah. inside because he couldn't believe it. He came back out. At first he was a non-believer. He's, like, right. he's like, it's like, why the hell is this guy talking to me? Leave me alone. But by the end of it, you saw in his face, he's just like, holy shit, this guy has a gift. Do you remember what guy I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he was yeah. the best one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, swaying people, man. I mean, that's, that's the goal, right? So it's like, if they're not giving me a hard no right? If I'm not reading their energy as like, not today, right? Because that's one thing. If somebody's just like, not today, not having it, move on, bro. I'm like, cool. You know, I, I don't want to obviously mess with that. I'll just move on. Yeah. Um, no judgment because I've had those days too. You know, it's fine. Um, but if they're just kind of like, eh, what is this? Then I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, here's an opportunity 
for me to try to do what I do. And if I feel like I'm starting to win them over, maybe I'll lean in more. So again, it's like a social dance. It's like flirting with somebody at a bar, you know, like you're at yeah. a bar trying to meet somebody that maybe you want to date, you know, or sleep with or whatever. And so you, you like, if they're giving you like the strong, no, you know, probably don't approach that person. You know, they don't want that. But if they're just kind of like, eh, probably not, but let me see what you got. Then maybe you'll engage in a conversation and see if you can, you know, make them laugh and start to win them over and and so it's it's a similar kind of social dance that i'm doing while i'm making those videos so part of this calculus is not just verbal but nonverbal communication like that expression yes. 98 percent of communication is what you you know is not words is is, is your body you got it you got to be reading that the entire time 100 percent, 100 percent. so i do want to go back to to flow for a sec my man yeah. um i want to show you a, a visual real quick and mm. and and you know you're thinking you're going to see this and you're thinking, oh, oh shit, I, you know, I have to do math. I haven't seen one of these since, since middle school. But <laughs> yeah. check, check this out, Harry. So the, have you seen this before? No. So the bottom axis, x-axis is the difficulty of the task you're doing. Right. The y-axis is the skill of the person. You, right. still, you still with me, brother? Yeah, got you. So if the difficulty is too low and the skill is too high, it leads to boredom. Right. If the difficulty is too high and the skill is too low, it leads to anxiety. So let's say you're just starting out, you know, yeah. your, skill, your skill is low and it's a high difficulty, you know, maybe the beat's really fast, you're going to be in the anxiety state. Right. Whereas let's say right now you're at high skill and, you know, the beat is, is really slow, you're going to be bored. Right. So in, th in this context, Harry, flow is finding that perfect balance between difficulty and skill. Have you experienced either the boredom or anxiety state, you know, in, in, your, in your art form? Absolutely, man. This, this, this graph is really dope, bro. I'm going to use this. I, um, I, I didn't make this up, man. This is, this is me how chick sign me out. This is a very, very, uh, very, you know, well-known piece of uh, psychology, but yeah, for sure. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. So basically, um, I have experienced this all the time. I mean, uh, you know, if basically like I experience the boredom, if it's just a regular mid-tempo hip-hop beat, and I'm just being asked to rap with simple words, you know, um, that doesn't really challenge me enough at this point. And so, um, you know, I'm always looking for new ways to make it crazier. Like, can I rap in double time, you know, or can I put an overarching story over the whole freestyle, but still incorporate random words and, and summarize them all to, you know, I'm always looking for new ways to, to, um, increase the difficulty to match the skill level as I get better. So this makes a lot of sense to me. It's also like, Harry, do you, do you play video games? And I, I know you're busy, you're on your purpose, but if you ever play video games, yeah. uh, if, a, if a video game is too easy and you're really right. advanced, you're bored. If a right. video game is too difficult, you know, and, and you're low skill, you're anxious. There was a game years ago. Have, yeah. you, have you heard of Floppy Bird? I've heard of it, but I've never played it. So Floppy Bird is, is this game. It's not very good, um, but yeah. it's very simple. You just, you're a bird and you have to like, like, flop in between the, the, you know, the, the pipes and not, not get hit. And it yeah. was criticized as being too difficult. And the reason is when people were playing, they couldn't get in that flow state. You know, if you're playing a game, you're really into it. Um, right. Cause they were stuck in the anxiety state. So it's helpful for people to hear that for you, it's important to find that balance where depending on, you know, maybe, maybe one day you're feeling off one day, you're feeling really on, you have yeah. to find that perfect difficulty. Absolutely. And you know, I think, applying, um, you know, what I do to that chart too, like there are times, um, when it moves into the anxious arena. And usually what that is, is like, um, people trying to overlay too many different rules and restrictions on top of the freestyle performance. For example, you'll be in situations like I went on the Ellen show, right? Yeah. Um, dude. You obviously can't swear on the Ellen show. So that's okay. Like I've, I've gotten used to that overlay, right? That I can manage that. But the first time I was ever told like, yeah, but you can't swear. Like, um, shit. Even if I don't swear all that much in my freestyles, like I'm not like a particularly vulgar MC as far as that goes, but I do swear freely if I feel like that's how it should be said, right? So just trying to navigate the fact that now there's a restriction on what I can or can't say, I'm like, oh, that's, that's different, you know. Now I have to apply some of my mental CPU to making sure I don't accidentally cross that line. 
So when I now will get into that anxious state is, and this happens all the time is people are like, oh yeah, man, like, can you just like come on and do a freestyle? It'll be fun. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then I get there and they're like, cool. So we want you to mention our event. It happens every other Tuesday in August. And actually normally it starts at 11 a.m. But this week it's going to start at 10 a.m. Oh, and when you talk about the event, you just, it's a barbecue, but you can't say BBQ because we can't actually, and like also, so there's going to be between two to 250 people. And when that starts happening, for me, that's like the difficulty getting way too high um, for my skill level. It moves me into that anxious because as of yet, I haven't figured out how to maintain all of those overlays in my focus um, and, and they conflict. So it's like there's these overlapping requirements um, and I have to find what fits and passes through that gate. You know, and all of that while trying to improvise lyrics and rhythm and be clever is too much. So that's when I'll enter that anxious area. Dude, I feel like, okay, so you're, you're spitting some knowledge. Like, like actually, so this mental CPU analogy is, is beautiful. But specifically yeah. what you're saying about the restrictions, it goes back to what we're talking about forward-looking versus backwards-looking. Because, right. because if you have all these restrictions, you, you can't curse, you know, you have to mention the barbecue, but you can't say BBQ, what have you. Then what you're doing is you're, you're monitoring yourself. You're being very, very self-aware, very, very present, as opposed to, like you said before, the out-of-body experience, let it happen. Once the words are released, don't look back. So it exactly. makes sense. Yes, 100%, man. Improv is improv. Mm. And to me, I'm like, look, if you, and I tell people this now, I'm like, at this point, I might as well just write you a verse, you know, because there's so many requirements that it's like, it's not improv anymore. You know, um, it's just going to be bad improv. Mm. And you wanted me to be a part of the, your thing because you think I'm a great improviser. So let me improvise, you know. And yeah, so, I, you know, I think that improv has to be respected as its own type of art form. And it, it's different. You know, it's, it, you can't just overlay as much as you want onto the improv because you, you stifle the improvisation. A million percent, man. And when we get to the freestyle later, you do you, man. If you got to drop, a couple, <laughs> if you got to drop a couple f-bombs, you know we're tagged explicit on on Spotify and Apple, so don't oh, worry about it. it. Um, Thank you. So, man. Harry, what motivates you, brother? When you wake up in the morning, some people, especially with COVID, they're just like, you know, what am I getting out of bed for? You know, people are down. What on a day-to-day -day basis, even before this, motivates you? What drives you? Man, I um, you know, for for whatever reason. From when I was a little kid, music grabbed me, man. And, and I wanted, like, from the first times I heard music, I wanted to not be a listener but an active participant. And um, I've just been hooked ever since. You know, um, I'll tell a little story because, you know, my dad, when I was, like, three or something, I was, like, still just, like, reaching up and holding my dad's hand everywhere. We went to this music store, and, um, you know, I was looking around and, I fixated on this pedal and the music store guy was like, Hey, do you want to press that and see what it does? You know? And my dad, I looked up at my dad, you know, and he's like, yeah, go ahead. You know? And yeah. like, they have to lift me up and put my foot on the pedal. And I wasn't strong enough with my leg to push it down. So like the, my dad pushed me down and made the pedal go. It turns out it was the bass drum pedal and wow. the beater smacked the bass drum and it went, boom, and the vibration shot through my whole tiny little body. And I was just like, Yes, <laughs> that is it. That is what I'm supposed to do. That is all I want to do. That's all I care about doing is feeling more of that. Mm. And um, it was magical, man. And I've, I've never forgotten that. And so um, I've just been hooked on music my whole life. And I have always felt this strong motivation to try to improve and become better at music. And I think you know, for me, I was always really bad at sports, like terrible athlete, like always picked last. I hated it. You know, I hate that shit. Yeah. Yeah. My parents made me play soccer because, you know, you got it. I mean, as a parent, like you, you want your kid to be active, you know, in some way. So like I had to play soccer, but I hated it. I hated the games, hated the practices, never good at it. Couldn't. I just don't have that bird's eye view of, of like visualizing the field or the court. I can't like it doesn't make sense to me, you know. Yeah. And so I think I leaned into music because I'm not competing with others and I'm not letting down my teammates. I'm just competing with my own current level. So I was like, this is beautiful. This is this thing where, and I didn't conceptualize it like this at the time, but I think now looking back, you know, it was like, here's this arena where, um, a, I, I have a little spark for it. There's some amount of, you know, natural talent, whatever that is. Um, maybe, but even 
without that. This is an arena where I can work hard to just get better without being in competition with other humans or fear that I'm letting other humans down. And, and once I started and I started to practice and see improvement, it motivated me mm. and it has continued to motivate me. Um, so I don't know like where that comes from, what the source of that motivation is, but um, I'm just constantly motivated by music and by the potential that by investing more time into my skill set it can grow and improve. Yeah. And, and so that alone, you know, and outside of that, it's like, you know, going outside motivates me. You know, I love to go on walks, you know, okay. uh, reading. Well, I love to read, you know, there's a lot of things. Da- filling out the dating profile here. I appreciate, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I appreciate that, brother. What about, I mean, you know, as a musician, you know, you have the constant uh, threat of, of rejection and of failure. How do you, yeah. how do you deal with Criticism, for example, let's say you're doing one of your YouTube live shows and yeah. someone, someone types out in the comments, you stink, Harry Mack. How do you, yeah. how do you internally deal with that? Um, it's hard, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like in the beginning, especially because I, I wasn't an internet person, so I wasn't really aware of all these trolls and people <laughs> out here who are doing this professionally, you know, um, yeah. so to speak. But um, yeah, you know, uh, I think basically... Every time that somebody disses you, um, you get thicker skin and then you're, you're less affected by people who are dissing you. You know, like um, you build up a tolerance to that. Um, so I was, you know, in music my whole childhood. And so, you know, I would like go to jazz camp and be in an ensemble and, and the leader of the ensemble would be like, Harry, you're dragging, you know, mm. like the Whiplash movie or whatever. Yeah, I um, love it. Great movie. I, <laughs> I, I knew you liked that movie as a jazz yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. The jazz community actually finds it highly controversial, but I'm a fan. It was a great movie. I like yeah. it. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the ballet community finds a lot of problems with Black Swan, you know, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, yeah, so... You know, I was used to being criticized, um, but that's a little different than somebody being like, you suck, I hope you die, which is the type of stuff you read on the internet. You know, it's just way crazier when they have no personal connection to you and they just want to tear you down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I kind of had a tolerance from just getting critiques as, as, through my childhood, learning music. And then once I like entered into the wild world of the internet, um, <laughs> I started to get really used to that type of thing, you know? And, and so at this point, um, generic insults like your example, wow, you suck, Harry, quit rap, like yeah. you're terrible, they, they don't uh, elicit any kind of emotional response. You know, I really don't feel those at all. Um, the ones that do affect me are ones where I'm like, yeah, there might be some truth in that. You know, things that I've thought myself, insecurities that I have inside my own brain, like they, they, they're not... Um, in the format of you suck at rap, you should quit. You know, that's way too broad. Like I, I, I'm beyond believing that that has any validity to me, you know, but if it's something where I'm like, wow, like, yeah, you might be right about, you know, you're way better at freestyling than writing songs. You'll never make it in the current musical climate because Mm. you'll never release an album that makes it to radio. It's like, Oh God, like, that could be true, you know. Nah, so I fuck all those people, man. I I, I, li- I, li- I listen to Proof. I listen to Napoleon. Like you got you got some good original music. Oh, out thank there. you. Appreciate I know, it, bro. but but I hear that, man. I I really do, and I think that's that's the mindset that you got to have to continue to be successful. Um, yeah. You, you talked about before. You talked about improving and continuing to compete with yourself. Are you yeah. familiar with the one percent rule? Um, not really. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't exactly know what that is. It's just the idea that if you get 1% better every day for a year, at the end of the year, you'll be like 30, 40 times better than where you started. So in terms of like your process, man, people speculate, people are like, you know, you weren't born this brilliant. Do you like, when you talk about improvement, do you sit around reading the dictionary? Do you watch your old, your old freestyles to improve? What's your, what's your process look like? Yeah, great question. Um, I have never read the dictionary, um, although that is a thing that um, legendary rappers have, uh, according to the folklore, actually done. Yeah. Um, I don't have the attention span to, to do that, I don't think. Um, the biggest way in which I absorbed like the linguistics of it all was just by listening to a ton of rap music, um, mm. starting from when I was young. So I, you know, 
my mom always said I was a sponge, you know, whatever I gave my attention to, I, I became like that, you know? And so, um, as all of us are to an extent, you know, but I think I'm, I'm really that way. Like I can just absorb things. Um, and so, uh, I've just been listening to rap constantly since I was a kid and, and not listening casually, you know, I've never really been a casual music listener ever, you know, um, it's always, captivated my mind like if the music is on it's hard for me to do anything else I could never play music while I was writing papers in college you know luckily I didn't have to write that many papers but I could never <laughs> do that papers. while listening to music at all you know sometimes if we play music at a kickback with friends if it's like something I'm interested in musically like my brain is going to be pulled that way a little bit and I'm less engaged in the conversation so what is a kick what is a kickback Harry Oh, you know, kicking, hanging out with people, you know. Uh, oh, I've showing. never, I've, ne I've never heard that. It must be a California thing. I'm from New York. We, we, okay. Yeah, we, we don't say that. <laughs> what would, what would you call like a smaller hang? Like uh, a, like... We'd say chilling. We'd say hanging. Chill, chill say, session. Chill session. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Kickback is like, as opposed to party, you know, party right. is a lot of people, loud, rambunctious. Kickback is just a few friends. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, that's the big thing is I've, I've absorbed a ton of, uh, a ton of hip hop music. Um, I freestyle daily. So, mm. you know, daily practice, um, is, is a huge part of, of how I've been able to develop. You mentioned watching, you know, the game tapes essentially, right? Like reviewing the old freestyles. Um, luckily I have been able to do that since I started creating content for YouTube, um, whether I like it or not, and sometimes it's actually a miserable experience, I am now required to watch hours and hours of myself freestyling while I'm editing the video content for YouTube. So I basically hear everything back at some point or another um, while I'm working on, on the editing process for the content. So I've heard myself freestyle many, many times. I've had tons of opportunities to be like, oh, I don't like that, I should work on that. Um, and I think that's the big thing, right, is like you talk about practice and, um, you know, people think that practicing is just like rapping every day. And, and it is. That's part of it. But, um, you know, luckily, because I've been playing instruments my whole life, I, I, I was taught how to practice. You have to learn how to practice. And, you know, there's playing the instrument and there's practicing and they're different. Playing is just freestyling and doing what you already know how to do. Mm -hmm. Practicing is doing the really difficult work of saying, this is what I'm not good at. So let me try to come up with a strategy for how I can work on this area and try to improve on the things that I'm not so good at. And so I'm constantly assessing, you know, okay, I use a classic example. I use too many filler phrases. Anyone who's watched my videos, like I say, yo, it's Harry Mack. Harry Mack. Yeah. Ha ha yeah, no, but man, I, like, like, <laughs> okay, so like, again, you know, the trolls in the YouTube comment section, like, that's the yeah. only thing that they yeah. can find fault with is like, you say, you say your name. I think, dude, you got a good name, man. If your name was like, <laughs> your name was Mihao Chicksai Meow, you wouldn't be like, yo, it's Mihao Chicksai, you know what I mean? Like, but right. um, it's funny, you talk about like, like watching yourself back, you yeah. must feel pretty good. You know, once in a while, man, you know, you, you, you have these lines and I think about obviously the famous one from Joey Badass. Yeah, I'm yeah. The, I'm the freestyle chemist like Walter White. You must right. be watching that back and just thinking like, how the hell you have this eureka moment, this aha, you must be trying to like put that in a bottle. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like that line was not obviously pre-planned. No. So, so I mean, like, like when that happens and when you watch it back, how do you feel? Like, like, like you want to replicate that. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. You want to replicate it, right? But the thing is, you can't. And so um, it's this concept like from the jazz world, right? Jazz music is improvisational music. It's all made up on the spot, you know, but it's based on a structure, right? Um, so... You know, when you're a jazz improviser, you basically know that like 85 to 90% of the stuff that you play is directly related to stuff that you've practiced, right? So when we say it's improvised, it's not like you're literally pulling things completely out of thin air that you've never considered before. Mm -hmm. Quite the opposite. It's mostly stuff that you've practiced, right? That's like flowing through you kind of in the moment and you're applying it to what's happening in that moment. But there's still room for that top... 15 or 10 percent of like true inspiration you know whatever that means or the magic you know and i think this relates to kind of the flow state you're talking about potentially um where it's like that's what you hope you hit and you don't hit that every time you're not always able to grab that 
But I would say the Joey video is a perfect example of this concept where 90% of the freestyle is like kind of normal Harry Mack freestyle stuff that, that, you know, not that I've said it before, but that it's basically in line with like the sort of techniques that I use of stringing words together. And then there was this moment where because I was coincidentally watching Breaking Bad for the first time I knew at it. the time that I, I went on the it. show. My brain just, that's what I thought of. And I was like, I, I, it was there up in that 10% like sky high level. And I just grabbed it and I said it and it did what it did. And, um, you know, that can't be 100% of the performance. That's not possible. And if it was, then that would just become your 85% and you'd still be reaching for that higher 10. You know so what I mean? There's a concept in psychology. It's called priming. And, and hmm. pr priming is like, um, you know, if a word has multiple meanings, let's say the word is bank, Harry, and it, yeah. it could be river bank or it could be financial bank. If we're talking about numbers all day, numbers, 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 and then someone comes in and says, hey, how about the bank? I'm going to think bank. But if right. we're talking about geography for some weird reason, and then someone right. says, yo, check out that bank. It's so priming in this context is so interesting because your brain was primed to think breaking bad. And you just, yeah. you know, that was in that well, and you just yeah. went in took a ladle and you scooped it out, which, which I think is, it just shows how you've maximized these cognitive heuristics in your mind. You're making full, you know, you got a whole toolkit. You're making use of everything you got up there. I'm trying to, man. I'm trying to. Um, so you talked about how you freestyle every day. When, yeah. you, when you work out at the gym, Harry, you need to give yourself time for your body to recover. That's how muscles are built. Okay. So is there any, you know, off day? Is there, you know, when was the last time you just didn't freestyle for 24 hours? <laughs> um... I take breaks, you know, but I, I you know, because I don't freestyle all day. Like, it's not like the whole time I'm awake, I'm freestyling. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the last time I really didn't do it at all at any point, you know, at least like a line here or there, you know, I'll just be alone for a moment, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll think of, a, you know, what would I rhyme with that, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, man. It's crazy. Once I turn on the switch, um, to say that my brain is going to be in freestyle improv mode, it's hard to get back to how it was before that, you know? Mm. I feel like when I go to sleep at night, I kind of reset, and I wake up in the morning, and I don't just hop out of bed and start freestyling. So there's this window of time that's probably kind of sacred, you know, to my sanity and well-being where I'm not really in that mode, and I get to do my morning routine and get the day started and sip my coffee and write in my journal, not raps, you know, <laughs> write yeah. things that don't rhyme. Um, but yeah, once it's like if I do a live stream that day, for example, especially two hours of freestyling from that moment on, like my brain is freestyling. Right. Um, yeah. So, so you can't think of, you know, like, like maybe Thanksgiving last year, you just took a day off or anything <laughs> like that. It's just every day you wake up, you get into the groove, you go to bed, you reset. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's some days where I only freestyle for like five minutes inside my head. You okay. know, Inside your head. that's like, you know, like, so I didn't really go to the gym, but I randomly busted out 10 pushups at one point when I was bored. You know, it's, I guess it's okay. the equivalent to that. Yeah. All about the reps, man. Do you ever, I'm, I'm sure people have wondered, do you ever get sick of it? I mean, it must be so exhausting. You think about going on a first date, you got to be on, yeah. you got to be on, especially in the YouTube culture. Um, yeah. is, do you get tired of having to just constantly freestyle 24, seven, 365 days a year? Uh, I never get tired of it. It's crazy. And I've been doing it since I was a kid. Um, but the, the thing is, it's different every time. And I never fail to get the adrenaline rush. I, I always get there. And um, it's crazy, man. It's like, uh, it, it just doesn't get old to me. Um, and, you know, because I'm always trying to get better at it, too. So I'm always trying to challenge it in new ways. Like anytime I get it's like, okay, this is easy. And it's kind of like I'm coasting at whatever level I'm at. And it's like, I wonder if I, wonder if I could freestyle a narrative story. Mm. You know, I, I can't, by the way. It's extremely difficult. But, like, <laughs> let me try that, you know. Or I wonder if I could apply this to the freestyle. So there's always new things that you can throw into it. Um, so I never really get bored because yeah, of exactly. this right here, because that's what I'm thinking. Cause you're up in boredom and you right. want to move back to flow. It makes, it makes perfect sense. Absolutely. And right, right now, Harry, you know, you're writing and recording original music. Obviously, yeah. you know, uh, you've got, you got a bunch of, a bunch of hits on YouTube proof, Napoleon Hill next yes. year, all certified bangers. Um, so you, make sure to check those out. What is your, you know, what's your goal? What's, you know, where do you hope the original music will take you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, um, I'm very, happy to say that I'm a full-time creative musician and that is how I support myself so 
for so long, that was the only goal, you know, get to a point where I can do music full time and I don't have to have a job. And so um, I've been in that um, space now for, for several years. And so um, I just want to be able to continue um, living as a full time creative artist. If I can do music full time, then I'm happy when I have to do other things because the music's not cutting it financially. I'm not very happy. I don't, I have a very low tolerance for that. You know, it's like, okay, this yeah. sucks. Um, so yeah, but beyond that, you know, I mean, once, you know, hopefully we can leave our houses at some point here in the future, I would love to travel the world. And, you mm. know, there's so much of the world that I haven't seen. Um, and music is a great way in which you're able to do that if you, if you reach a certain level. Um, so that would be awesome. Um, you know, I, I would love to um, just make more recordings and, and try to make pieces of content, whether it's music recordings or video freestyles or whatever, but try to make things that could maybe one day be looked back on and considered classics. Mm. You know, that that's what I would love to do. And uh, there's no way that I can guarantee that that happens, but I'm just going to keep trying to build my skill set up. And, and um, I think uh, it would be incredible to make things that people would one day say, oh, that was a classic moment, you know? Um, yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, so it sounds like all you want is freedom. You want the freedom. That's what, that, that's why people, you know, try to do passive income because they want financial freedom, the freedom right. to live your dreams, Harry. Um, yes. Have you, uh, have you, have you been to, have you like freestyled in Europe or, or anywhere around the world or it's mainly just in America? Um, it's been mainly just in America. Let me think though. Where have I traveled? I don't think I've ever traveled internationally to freestyle. Nope. I've, I've only free, but I have traveled the U.S. all corners of the U.S. to freestyle. Okay, because they, they rap they, and perform. They, yeah. Brother, they would love you. And I was just just in Europe um uh, a couple months back. They would love you there if you're sitting sitting in like Madrid in the in the city square or in um in Paris, man. I think I think you could build like a worldwide following. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, man. I, w I would love it. I've been to Europe. Me and my girlfriend went last year uh, when she turned 30. So we got to go out there and it was amazing. And we were in Venice, like Venice, Italy. And I was like, how crazy would it be to do the Venice freestyle, you know, because I'm Yo. known for the Venice Beach freestyle. So, uh, but I didn't have the, uh, what I would need to make. Dude, the, video, the first line of that could have been like, I'm back in Venice, but not the beach. I mean, you gotta like, like you can, you can work with it. You know what I mean? I'm not, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm, but I'm listen, man. That. <laughs> yeah, you could take it. Uh, so before I let you go, Harry, I want to give yeah. my listeners a taste at just how talented you are. We've yeah. been talking about freestyling for the last 45, 50 minutes. Yes. And let's actually do it. Okay. Let's you do were, it. You were a 90s baby like me, right? Yep. Little baby Harry Mack, um, born in 1990. So let's, right. let's chat about life in the 90s. I got a couple cards right here okay. with, with some things that I remember about my childhood. And okay. I think you're going to remember these too. Okay. So you want to pull up the instrumental? Yeah, let's do it. All right, should I hit it? All right, this is Harry Mack rapping about growing up in the 90s. Let's get it. Yo, yo, can you hear my voice okay? Yeah. All right. Uh. Yo, yo, check it, I'm about to start right now It's every Mac, yo, I got the most hype style Listen, in the session, man, I always go hard I got these kids excited like fresh decks of Pokemon cards Yeah, these other rappers, they don't flex at all I treat rhymes like Pokemon, I gotta catch them all Yeah, and yo, I grab the microphone and get silly I make these rappers trip like I gave them the wet willy Yeah, suck my finger, then I stick it in your ear Soon as it happens, you gon' wanna disappear Yeah, and yo, I be in the session These rappers not recouping, I'm nasty like a Tamagotchi pooping. Yo, there's something wrong with my digital pet. Maybe it hasn't learned it's lactose intolerant yet. It's every bag, yo. My mind has always been fast. And hey, yo, we do the sit and reach here in gym class. Yo, gym class, I didn't like all that. I was on the wall sitting on my ass picked last. Mac, make it happen. I'm doing what they can't. I'm like Picasso, but using Microsoft Paint. Limited tools, but still you see them. They're gonna hang my Microsoft Paint creations in the museum. Uh, hey, yo, there's no way you could test this. I'm Practicing freestyle, so I got a way message up on aim, play the game. I hear the bling sound, someone's trying to text me now, yo, it's really going down. Uh, these rhymes I'm kicking, man, they always rare. I'd be on my Windows comp playing solitaire, yeah. Hey, yo, y'all know that I killed the cypher in person. I love solitaire, but do you remember the spider version? Spider solitaire was dope, no doubt. It's every back about to kick a freestyle in my route. It says, kids in gym class who walked the mile, and the whole class had to wait for them to finish while they were frowning, not smiling. It took 
too long Like yo you need to speed up this workout song Yeah, hey yo I'm right here Y'all know that I excel It's every Mac I'm spitting from the place where I dwell And when it comes to lyrics I do not fail I got chivalry delivery You've got mail Yeah, Mac in your AOL inbox Off the top of the dome Yo I do rock Listen, and y'all know I bring the funk to you Hella flavorful like I'm dipping my Dunkaroos Yo I'm coming through We live out of the 90s It's every Mac I be staying on the rhyme spree I got these rappers dissing My style they well aware And yo I'm feeling like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air How many of y'all memorize the intro song? The full version is so long It's like a 15 minute song outside of the show Yo, for those who didn't know, now y'all know Listen, it's every Mac, I'm not no lazy clown That's the crazy sound of the dial-up internet When it used to make us all dizzy The friends tried to call but the line is busy Yeah, thank God we switched up the Wi-Fi when it comes to rhymes, y'all know Mac is the fly guy Yeah, hey yo, who's rapping for us? I got you launching off the speed bumps in the back of the bus Yeah, in other words, I got them leaping out they seats But it ain't from speed bumps, it's from me up on the beat Yeah, Mac killing it, y'all know no one's liver than us I'm in control like I was driving the bus Uh, hey yo, when it comes to lyrics, I be mean tough I'm about to hit my competitors with this green stuff Yeah, everybody's quoting my rhymes What's the green stuff I speak of? Nickelodeon slime H-Mac puts it down, riding on the bass I used to love to tie my sweatshirt around my waist It had me feeling cool, though I looked like a fool Yo, it's felt, with streets in the sleeves just like a belt Yeah, it's every Mac I do it, you know you forgot it I can't get my sweater off it, cause I fucking double knotted Yo, it's every Mac right here, peace my supporters You must be 18 years or older to order Yo, why you telling me that? You getting shredded hard I'm trying to get this porn with my mom's credit card Now nah, I'm playing Harry Mac, check out how the thunder flows Hey yo, I'm eating all these rappers just like Lunchables Yeah, coming off the top, yo, I'm about to jump into the game These rappers hella lame, yeah Hey yo, the smell of my fart, you melted And you know the saying, he who smelt it, dealt it Yeah, I put it down, I'm rapping bent Hey yo, these rappers getting gas like flatulence Uh, hey yo, it's Harry Mac, y'all know I'm about to shook them Passing notes in class when the teacher isn't looking But if the teacher intercepts It's gonna be the most embarrassing moment of life yet Cause she's gonna unfold it, although you perfectly rolled it And the crush that you told it to, it's now getting read aloud It's Harry Mac, y'all know I put it in your face Hey yo, you might make my top 8 on MySpace Yeah, hey yo, it lasts too long Why the hell is everybody really friends with Tom? Who's that guy? Yo, and do you remember? The reason why they're friends with him is cause he's the inventor Is that the last card in the deck right now? It's Harry Mac, y'all know I'm about to wreck type styles Uh, yeah, I come up top with a rhyme Hit me baby just one more time Yo, off of the dome, I'ma spit it clear I remember having a crush on Britney Spears Yeah, it's like that, I've never been a fake We looked up to Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake Yeah, Harry Mack, I'm coming off the top on the rhyme spree Make some noise if you were born back in 1990 Yo Uh Yo, my dude, you're sweating <laughs> over here Oh, dude, I'm, I'm I'm dripping in sweat, man. It's hot in LA. Dude, dude, that was that was beautiful. You got you got me. I, I was some of those lines, man. I was cracking up. That was that was beautiful. And to everyone listening, all of that, the Tom on MySpace, you know, the, the line about the the you've got me like he has never seen these cards, you guys. He did not know that we were gonna do 90s freestyle. Dude, you are you are fucking you know, genius, man. That was, that oh, was thank you, bro. Those were, those were brilliant cards, man. I love that. I love yeah. that it had a theme. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you, did you remember all that stuff? I was I worried had, you wouldn't know the Tamagotchi or whatever. No, I had one of those. I had an off-brand one. It wasn't an actual Tamagotchi. It was some other cheap one, but yeah. Dude. Yeah. I, I got one of those for Easter one year randomly. But uh, you, yeah, man. You just, you just, you fucking, you, you knew everything, man. You're just, you're so quick. And, you know, I remember when you did the Joey Badass video, it was so amazing. And then someone said, Hey, Joey, you know, what do you think? And he just goes, He's nice off the top. He's swift with it. And yeah. I'm just like, my, my, I watched my buddy, our jaws were on the floor. We're just like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, man, this has, been, this has been an amazing conversation. And in case you don't know, guys, Harry streams live on YouTube and Twitch. On YouTube, he does Wordplay Wednesdays weekly on Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. Stream yep. of Consciousness on Sundays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific time. On Twitch, he streams Thursdays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific time. And Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific. Harry, where can people find you on Instagram, Twitter, and the socials? At Harry Mack across the board. H-A-R-R-Y-M-A-C-K.
the freestyle rap wonder of Venice Beach. Harry, my man, thank you so, so, so much for being here. This hey, has been man. a lot of fun, man. I got my birthday coming up. This is, this is the best birthday present. Oh, that's beautiful, bro. Well, I appreciate you having me on here, man. This has been incredible. A lot of fun. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy. And, uh, and, and you know, we'll be in touch. Take care. Sounds good. You too. There you have it, guys. That was my conversation with Harry Mack. I'll admit, fam, I had high expectations for this guy. I've been following him for years, but he he absolutely delivered. I mean, um, the, first of all, the freestyle was was out of this world, insane, uh, and just his general deme- demeanor, how humble he was. Jesus, I mean, it, it was couldn't have asked couldn't have asked for a better a better episode um, and a better conversation. Uh, so it was it was a joy to be a part of. Um, if you hadn't heard of him before the podcast, uh, you know, hopefully you can see why I admire him and his talent so greatly. Uh, and he, he, you know, not only is he super gifted, uh, and funny and, and brilliant, but he's, he's a genuinely nice guy. Uh, really, really a pleasure meeting him and talking to him. And, um, the whole experience was wonderful for me. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I learned a lot too about how, you know, he's familiar with the flow state and how he feels like when he's performing freestyle, it just happens organically. It, it flows out of itself. Um, and he almost disappears from his consciousness. And also, like he mentioned, you know, the key is being non-judgmental in the moment and being non-critical and forward-looking. You know, you make a mistake, you slip up, um, just, you know, keep the line moving, keep going forward. I think that's applicable uh, in the creative arts in general and, and in life, you know, and, and that kind of um, having that sort of mindset and that hunger. Um, he also talked about competing with yourself uh, and and how important that is for improving um, every single day. So it was it was a lot of fun. I think that it was you know a special episode for me to be a part of and something that might define the podcast moving forward. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. But thankful to Harry again for for being with me on Nervous Habits. Uh, this week we have a lot more exciting episodes coming up. If you're new to the pod and you know you're wondering, you know what sort of what sort of content I I generally talk about. So, I mean, you know, it, it runs the gamut, but the common thread is psychology. So, for example, next week I'll be joined by relationship and love coach Marie Winter, and we're going to be exploring issues pertaining to dating and romantic relationships. Uh, we'll talk about couples in crisis. What are the causes of conflict in a relationship? And how did one man predict whether a couple would stay together or separate with 90% accuracy? Does every relationship need to have a future end goal? Or is it possible to be in a healthy, meaningful relationship with an expiration date? Plus, Marie's definitive test for how to know whether to stay together or separate. So I actually recorded this episode already. It's, it's being released out of order. And it is a really, um, you know... Uh, really fun and fast-paced and all-inclusive conversation with Marie Winter. I'm very excited for that, though. Obviously, it's going to be hard to top the conversation with Harry this week. Um, so that's coming up next week, my conversation with relationship and love coach Marie Winter here on Nervous Habits Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. This has been uh, Nervous Habits Podcast. You can follow the pod on Instagram at Nervous Habits Podcast, on Twitter at Nervous Habits underscore, on YouTube, just search Nervous Habits Podcast. You can subscribe on there. You know, so obviously this was a video interview will be available on YouTube. We'll see if that becomes a, you know, um, if video interviews become consistent on the pod. Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens. It, 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 you know, it could be a fun thing to do every once in a while. But you can check us out on YouTube. And then, of course, uh, the traditional old reliable Gmail, nervoushabitspodcast at gmail.com with feedback, with questions, with criticism. If you're wondering how the hell Harry Mack put that incredible freestyle rap together, um, you know, or if, if you think it's the best thing ever, think, you know, maybe... Maybe, you know, we're all overreacting and freestyle rap isn't that impressive. Uh, you know, you'd be crazy, but write me at nervousheartspodcast.gmail.com. And remember, if you've got something that you think you're good at, you know, and, and people are validating you saying, give it a shot, give it a shot, just say, fuck it, follow your dreams, be the next Harry Mack. Because, you know, what's stopping you? Take care, guys, and stay nervous. <laughs>